What's up, everybody? Thanks for hanging along with us. We've got you for the better part of the next hour talking all things NFL. Remember, there was no Thursday this week. There's no Monday coming up. Forget Saturday for the purposes of this program. It is all about the Sunday main slate. I am Adam Kaufman, joined, as always, for this Friday show by Eric Lindquist, although usually we come at you a couple hours later in the day. We've moved things up here for week 18, which is, it's kind of good and bad. It's good in that we can tell you everything that we know that has been going on over the course of the week. It's bad because we don't have some of those, you know, injury reports that are coming out while we're doing the show and the injury news that's changing our projections and da 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 da. So you're going to have to catch another show as uh, you get a little bit closer to lineup lock on Sunday to deal with all that. What we can do right now, obviously, is tell you what we know and tell you what the Osmo projections look like here for this that is the Thursday, or rather the what, what, what Friday, the Yahoo NFL Sunday show uh, on on a Friday. Really, <laughs> Eric is really what it comes down to. How are you, man? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I I'm just glad that you were able to make it uh, sure. with with the uh, with the loss of your Celtics, uh, Rip City. <laughs> uh, normally that's Portland, but I think you're Rip City now. Um, it's it's pretty as brutal. Rip roaring mad. As in rest in peace. Ah, I see. There you go. But anyway, I I definitely I feel for you here as a Minnesota Timberwolves fan. I think we both need to just like blow up everything. Start (laughs) over. See what happens. You know what you take. And and I I love the man dearly. But, you know, in the the interest of change, like you take Jalen Brown, we'll take Carl Anthony Towns and we'll we'll just see. We'll see what happens. I didn't say that. I said, (laughs) I mean, if we want to go best player for best player, I'm very interested in that. Yeah, no, not <laughs> I not know. Yet. See, not that's, that's the tough part that you're in is that how do you possibly now that you've given Jalen Brown that contract and he's been sublime for the most part mm-hmm. this season, he's been like the, the real bright spot. Jason Tatum, uh, not that I expected regression, but I mean, he was playing at like just such an absolutely elite clip and he's going to continue to be a stud. But Horford has been decent enough, but you can't keep him on the floor long enough. As soon as he comes off the floor, I mean, he was like a plus 12 going into that third quarter and your defense just disappears without him and Robert Williams on the floor together. It's just brutal to watch. So like we said, this is the Yahoo NFL Sunday show. <laughs> breaking, breaking down. Hey, I everything. do everything. You want to talk no. some golf? Yeah, MLB, do, doing everything, you know, yeah. all, all things Boston Celtics. Do they trade Dennis Schroeder? Now we'll break it down for the next 45 <laughs> minutes. All right, listen, before we get into position by position, doing all the good stuff that we like to do with, uh, obviously, this show, and if anybody has any questions, thoughts, concerns, constructive criticisms, you want to rip on us, I really don't care. Just be polite, uh, or at least, you know, make it so that I can read it uh, within the YouTube chat or, or Twitter, or wherever you're finding us, and, and that's great. Let's have ourselves a good time. We'll get to those comments and everything else going forward if Eric doesn't react to them, you know, on the fly right there typing away, responding to you guys before I can even read them out loud. You you never know. He's quick. He's quick fingered. But let's tell you a little bit about what is going on this year. We've obviously partnered with our friends at Yahoo Fantasy this NFL season to bring you some great, great offers. You can check out our exclusive limited time offer. Gets you one free month of Osmo Plus Platinum. Again, one free month. Click the link below to redeem. If you need immediate access, you can email support at Osmo.com. We'll get you all set up. You receive a free $10 of credit plus an additional $25 when you make your first deposit using the promo code Yahoo 10 tonight. That is Yahoo 10 tonight. Yahoo is featuring their $50,000 NBA baller contest payouts going to more than one third of entries. Make sure you enter that one as well as Sunday's $1 million NFL baller. Remember use our Yahoo 
DFS tools and projections to help you win big. You'd be mistaken not to because we just have so much great information available to you. Stats up the wazoo that we're going to reference throughout the program here today just to give you a taste of what it is that you could be uh, getting with a little subscription there uh sammy by the way with the super chats is eric love your attitude man love you guys let's go buffalo and then uh the buffalo war pigs <laughs> i like well, that hey i i, I a talking point thing, for sure sammy, i no. i'm I, I gotta tell you i'm rooting for the bills to to lose to the jets this weekend but i don't see it happening it's 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 just wishful thinking yeah, I was going to say, uh, anytime that you're looking at a 16-point favorite, it's not very likely that the Jets are going to win. Just throwing it out there. No, no, don't uh, don't see that happening. Going to have to settle for that <laughs> wild card spot after blowing away the division. But uh, yeah. all right, let's get into it here again. 13-game main slate. Usually we're talking, I don't know, 9, 10, something like that. We had 13 games on the main slate. Now, uh, Chiefs, Broncos, Cowboys, Eagles, they are on Saturday. We won't be talking about them again. Chargers, Raiders, Sunday night. They're not uh, relevant to this particular show. And again, no Thursday, Monday. So focusing on all things main slate and right there at the top, Sammy, perfect segue. Let's talk about the Bills. The highest projected score on this slate at the quarterback position and in general is none other than Josh Allen. He is projected for about 25 points just south of that based on our guy, Alex Baker, the millionaire, uh, not that he wasn't already, but winning the million maker, obviously <laughs> congrats to him for the first time. Uh, he uh, has uh, Josh Allen projected for 24.7 points. Again, highest projected points. He is $40 though, Eric. So, you know, you got to decide whether you want to pay all the way up or go for potentially comparable but cheaper options in let's uh, you got Kyler Murray against Seattle about 22 projected points he's $35 you can go even a little cheaper Patrick Mahomes against the Broncos $33 he's about 22 projected points as well so what do you like I like a lot of Josh Allen here and the nice thing is they're going to have to be playing straight up because you said New England uh, going at the exact same time here and you know, that's that's the AFC East right there. So uh, very excited for that time slots, 425 p.m. Eastern time uh, with both games going simultaneously. That's very helpful. You did say Saturday doesn't matter that much with the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, we're not covering those games, but we have to definitely be paying attention to those games because the Chiefs win. They still could get the one seed there with the Titans. Titans end up having to go for a board. They lose. And I do expect that game to be closer than the 11 point spread in mile high here. Um, I bet Denver can still be efficient running the football. Kansas City's defense has been better in recent weeks, but Javante Williams might just get unleashed here in this spot tomorrow. And I think that that could be a really close game. So uh, there's going to be a lot of dominoes that fall as a result of the, that specific Saturday game here. And you know, we we have the Buffalo Bills with a uh, 15.4% top stack potential in the top stacks tool, but negative leverage, just considering Josh Allen is going to be so popular. It is the team that sticks out. They pass way above expectation. Uh, one of the most pass happy teams in the league, Devin Singletary, now kind of a stacking option, which is just crazy to think about that he's just secured that entire backfield, but somebody that can kind of be mixed into lineups over on Yahoo as well. We're looking at all these wide receiver options. There's a number of cheap pieces as well as Stefan Stefan Diggs, which at some point in time, he's going to pop. I swear to God, it's going to happen, right? It has it's to happen. Nasty. $27. Just, uh, just has to. But regardless, 20% for him as a quarterback, it's understandable considering all these other pieces uh, of, of things that have, have happened here of late. We don't want to be going too crazy in these, uh, these resting starter situations with – 
you know, Green Bay probably plays a half. We're looking at Cincinnati and Cleveland being completely useless in the event that uh, in the event that Kansas City wins. So a lot of things that are going to change the the complexion of your lineups. But right now, Josh Allen, by far the most secure quarterback on the board. Which is why, by the way, you have a guy like Aaron Rodgers who's projected for like 12 points. You know, oh, it's yeah. obviously taking that into account. I know I mentioned Mahomes and that being a Saturday game. So it really is interesting because after, you know, you also you also have Justin Herbert in prime time. So you go Allen, Kyler, and then, you know, refocusing yourself to, to that main slate on Sunday. It's yes, Lamar Jackson, although he doesn't necessarily have the same shine that let's say he had during his MVP. He got season. ruled out today. Well, so there you go. So don't yeah. forget about him. We'll <laughs> yeah, so it our... came. It literally came 10 minutes before we started the show. Yeah, so we'll um, update our projections there, obviously, over the course yep. of the day. So you can take him out of the mix and hello, Hundley. But oh, you know, Taysom, Taysom Hill, Ryan Tannehill, you know, Derek Carr, that's kind of that next tier here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and for me, Huntley becomes the the kind of prize jewel there. We've seen him in relief play really, really well. That's weird. I I was finding some articles where people were talking about whether or not they should be playing Huntley going forward. And uh, we've seen rookie contracts or just like a a lot of these cheaper contracts being the key to the castle for getting to the Super Bowl many, many years for teams because they can spend at some of the other positions and make it work. Tyler Huntley has been very serviceable in relief of Lamar Jackson. We saw the massive upside game against Green Bay, 28 for 40 with two touchdowns there adds the rushing capacity too, which is just so great in his four starts. He's failed to not break 40 yards. That's a weird way of putting that, but yes, 40 plus yards at every single outing there for him. He's $27 going to be playing an entire game. I think we're going to see once we start updating our projections, he's probably going to be the second most popular quarterback on the board. That's my expectation, but up against Pittsburgh, I don't care. Yeah. The defensive coordinator for Baltimore came out and said that they need to win a three game parlay in order to get into the playoffs here. And I, I think that that's a fun way of thinking about it for our purposes. You know, it's uh, it's definitely some some major things that need to break there for Baltimore. But uh, Huntley is definitely a guy who has a ton of upside. He adds things with his legs. And this Pittsburgh defense is not intimidating whatsoever anymore. So I'm more than happy to be firing up Tyler Huntley at $27. Maybe Huntley will end up being your answer here, but you've already talked about him. So we'll we'll kind of focus on some of the other guys that are mm-hmm. in that that same class in terms of what their projections will be. Again, you know, I mentioned Ryan Tanhill. There's there's Tom Brady, obviously. There's Carson Wentz. There's Matt Stafford. There's Andy Dalton. There's Russell Wilson. Kirk Cousins. I'm talking about kind of like that 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 mid tier group before we go to value and cheaper guys. And uh, Andy Dalton is really a guy you could look at kind of in the value category as well. But you know, who along those kind of um, you know, and, and, and they're all, they're all kind of mid tier in terms of projections, not necessarily price because some guys are up into the the mid to high thirties, but as you get into guys that you think are, are affordable options that, that make sense, that, that belong to you in, in an optimal situation, who are they? Uh, Tom Brady. I'm going to be having a crazy amount of Tom Brady. If it sticks at the current ownership, we have them for 0.9%. They came out and said, again, I think these need to get updated. And there's a lot of news. Once again, this is Friday morning. Like legitimately, everybody's starting practice right now. Reporters really don't get a lot of the news in for another two hours, especially out here on the West Coast for any teams here, Chargers, Rams, so on and so forth. You're really looking at around noon, one o'clock. That's generally when we go live and we're able to kind of have some more of those pieces of key news. But uh, Tom Brady sounds like he's going to be playing straight up. He has a lot of contract incentives, too. Let me read off a couple 
that I've compiled over here. We've got, he needs to be top five in completion percentage or yards per attempt. He gets over half, uh, half a million dollars there. Tom Brady gets top five in pass rating, over half a million dollars there. Like legitimately, normally a, a guy like Tom Brady, well, he doesn't need to make money, but these are like major incentives that they have banked in. He's competitive. You know, if you go on a golf course with somebody like Tom Brady and you bet with them, they're going to want to steal your soul. So like, yeah. I, I have a feeling that stuff like this matters to a guy like Tom Brady. These are massive contract incentives. And on the other side, his friend, his buddy, Rob Gronkowski has a ton of contract incentives as well that are kind of mixed into the group too. 85 receiving yards turn a half a million for him. Three touchdowns turn $500,000 from him. That doesn't mean that he's not going to have these terrible USAA commercials anymore. Like, <laughs> I'll be honest, I kind of like him. <laughs> I think, I think that is really such a bad take. Adam Hoffman. Think, you know what it is? I, it's not that I like the whole commercial. I just think he really sells it when he says, I'm special. <laughs> to, to me, I, I believe he feels that way. <laughs> I believe he does too. <laughs> the commercials are like, I don't, so I don't, unwatchable. I don't, to, I don't even think he needs to act. I think it. I think that that is authentic. This is Super Bowl winning Rob Gronkowski. I mean, what is he doing? Stop it, Rob. What he's doing? He's making money in the same way that yeah. Tom Brady is. You talk about all these incentives. He's hedging this week. He's, he's introducing the Brady brand this week. He's got a new clothing line. Brady to Gronk is definitely going to be a stack that I want to have a lot of in tournaments. I think that as long as they're playing straight up and um, once again, we're going to have uh, more clarity here. Um, Green Bay, obviously secure into the one seed, but getting the two seed really matters uh, just because you get to play two games at home until you'd have mm -hmm. to go to Lambeau field. So I think that it really sets up nicely here for Tom Brady, for Gronk. I'm happy to get to quite a bit of that. Gronk is uh, projected and we'll get to tight ends in a while, obviously, but he is one of the highest owned players on the slate projection wise uh, or ro roster ship wise for Yahoo coming up this weekend. He's, he's projected to be in about a quarter of lineups. We'll see if that holds, obviously, as we get closer to Sunday. But uh, value at QB. I mentioned Ed Dalton before going up against the Vikings. So it is Dalton. No Justin Fields this weekend. He's projected for around 18 points, but he's the top value at the QB position for about uh, 8x. Ryan Tannehill, another name that I mentioned before, right around 20 points. Similarly, 8x. He's going up against Houston. And uh, Mac Jones, obviously, we talked about the importance of what's going on in the AFC East, among other divisions and, and the conferences in general. It's just, you know, it's a wild week 18 that's on the horizon there. It's going to be a very important game for the Patriots there in Miami, depending, of course, on the outcome of that Bills Jets game as well. And just for seeding purposes, Mac Jones is projected against the Dolphins for about 17 points, pretty close to the 8x as well. So, uh, value-wise, who stands out to you? Yeah, Ryan Tannehill makes a lot of sense simply because they win in the event. We'll know more based off of the Kansas City game what exactly needs to happen, but Tennessee wins, I believe they get the one seed. Like, they are 100% secured into it. There's a reason, 14.6% there. If Kansas City loses, you're not going to want to play Ryan Tannehill. So just throwing that out there, he won't more than likely be playing if if at all, like maybe a quarter. Um, but in the event that they need to go out and win again and get this one seed in Houston, there's a reason that he's so popular. He's in a game that matters, uh, that that if everything goes the way that it should on Saturday and Kansas City takes care of business, Ryan Tannehill's in a must-win game to get that one seed, and it's so, so important. Only team that gets the bye, you get home. Uh, the path to the Super Bowl goes through your home stadium. So uh, Ryan Tannehill, $25, makes a lot of sense. I do like the Andy Dalton play. And again, sub 1%. 
These guys are playing for contracts going forward. They're playing for opportunities going forward. And Justin Fields is going to be the cornerstone quarterback for the Chicago Bears here, no doubt about it going forward. But with this COVID situation, now Andy Dalton has a chance to play himself, at least into roster spots going forward. You want to leave a good impression in this last game. We've seen contracts come out. I can't even remember who the quarterback was from Green Bay. Um, For like a week 17, he ended up getting a massive contract from Seattle. And then they end up playing Russell Wilson anyway, his rookie season. Um, You can make Matt Flynn. Thank you. Matt Flynn had a five touchdown game and set the Green Bay passing record in his week 17 performance. You have guys like that, that if you leave some kind of impression going into the offseason, you can make a lot, a lot of money in the NFL. Every game matters. So it looks just ridiculous to see Andy Dalton there, 0.7%. I will have much more than that simply because I think there's a lot to be said about his uh, prospects going forward if he plays well in this game. Ryan Tannehill is interestingly the QB who shows up in the optimal lineup right now. Again, that's right now. You know, it's it's a Friday at 120 Eastern. We're basically 48 hours away from Locke. But mm-hmm. at this moment, he projects to be a very good play and uh, maybe an advantageous play for people looking for some value at uh, any position. For that Can we matter. appreciate how sharp your Matt Flynn poll was? Like, uh, thank you. And, I, how it's, sharp was that? That's a that's a weird name that will never leave my mind. I don't I don't know why. <laughs> why? I, I, wasn't it wasn't he like a after the fact, obviously, after he cashed in and, and then yeah. you know his career went nowhere. Uh, so credit to him for cashing in. Wasn't he a Patriots practice squad guy, too? Maybe I'd have to I think so. Yeah, like something like that sounds familiar. Like he might have been a backup to Brady or something. I but... need to very quickly just Wikipedia Matt Flynn's career. And Matt then... Flynn, I'm pretty sure, made like 10 million the next year playing zero snaps in Seattle. I need to read everything about Matt Flynn's career, and then we'll leave 10 minutes left to go position by position. You know, he went 17-11 in his career. Yeah, he was good. He was, like, legitimately decent. But when you get Russell Wilson out of the middle of nowhere, and he comes in rah-rah, he just played into Pete Carroll's persona so hard. Like, they were made for each other. Between 2008 and 2015, Packers, the first four years of his career, which is the only place that he was with multiple years. Then he goes to Seattle, who you talked about, the Raiders for a year, as well as the Bills and the Packers. He split time with all three of them in 2013, stayed in Green Bay for 2014, was a practice squad guy for the Patriots in 2015 and the Jets and the Saints. Do you have that uh, week 17 box score? uh, I mean, no, but I I could find it. Let's find that again. If if we really do. Phenomena. It's worth it. Guys, this is the kind of stuff that happens in week 17. Now, week 18, because again, this is the this is the week of madness. Go ahead. A little Internet search. Matt Flynn game log. Uh, the year to only game he started. For the Packers. So it wasn't 2008 then. What was that? 2012? Yes. Uh, yeah, it would have been around there. No, it would have been right around because it was after. Because uh, I went to the Rose Bowl, which was uh, Russell Wilson versus Marcus Mariota. Ducks Basically, I'm just looking for a year Badgers. where he had a billion touchdowns, right? Matt Flynn, week 17. I'm just going to Google that. We're going to see why Matt Flynn made $50 million okay, dollars in week yeah. 17. This right, is a so great article a, yeah, from so 2012. It was, it was, yeah, it, it was January 1st uh, of, of 2012, but it was the 2011 season, obviously. Okay. Uh, 31 of 44. 480 yards. He completed 70% of his passes, passed for six touchdowns, six, one interception. And, uh, and yeah, he broke all the Green Bay single nuts. game records. They're and, like and, so 
unattainable. But but here's the thing that you probably barely remember or anyone else barely remembers. They barely won the game. 45 mm-hmm. to 41. I mean, it was a meaningless game. I think it was obviously Aaron Rodgers didn't start. It was phenomenal. I loved every second of it. Just being, you know, I, I remember trolling pretty hard. A lot of my Green Bay friends, I mean, I'm a Viking fan. Life's terrible as it is, so I have to find <laughs> silver linings in places. But Matt Flynn made a bucket of money week 17. That's the kind of stuff that you'll never forget. But, like, I feel like those are the kind of things where you you have an ability to use common sense and logic in a way that you don't always get to in DFS. Like, week 17, now week 18, is so different than every other week period. We're yeah. going to be playing guys. You're going to get guys at point. Three percent at one percent that you're just like, how am I getting them there? You're going to have guys who aren't going to even play that are going to be like three and four percent. And you're like, what are people doing? So there's going to there's going to be a weird name on that millionaire lineup this week. Yeah. The Wilkerson of who is this week's Wilkerson? Right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Our guy, Mike Awesome. Yo, in the chat (laughs) takes that I'm here for Menomina. So good. Uh, hit the like, hit the subscribe button if you're hanging out here with us. We greatly appreciate you. We've got you for another half hour or so. do want to tell you, by the way, this, this is huge. This is as of this morning. Uh, mobile sports betting in New York finally going live uh, on Saturday morning, okay? That is tomorrow morning means it's time to take advantage of the various sign-up offers available. Alex Osimo Baker, he cracked the code on how to make the most money by exploiting the sign-up offers to your advantage. So before you sign up, make sure you read the article that is linked below with everything else that is in there, obviously. There are free money pre-registration offers live today. Make sure you act very quickly. Do it. This is great. Mobile sports betting in New York. I'm excited. Yeah, head to Odd Shopper here. Devin Singletary, under 71 and a half. Again, pass happy football team. If you guys are going to be playing props in the market, uh, I love Devin Singletary. I think he's going to get a lot of the work here against the Jets. But if they get up two scores, three scores, they're going to put him on ice. Uh, That's kind of the the theme of this week, too, is if a team gets in a place where they're secure. I mean, Buffalo isn't playing for a playoff spot. They're playing for seeding. And that is a lot, lot different. So Devin Singletary, looking at his prop, shorting that, you can definitely still play him in DFS and find ways to still be under on that 71 and a half. As I said, I think he can be a stacking option, pass catching back. Odd Shopper is the best resource. You can see Osmo's projections directly on the page. Doesn't get any easier or better than that. I'm jealous of everybody who lives in New York as a California person who, you know, again, pay taxes, pay a crazy amount of taxes and still no legal sports betting. Come on now. Frederick in the chat, finally betting in New York. I was sick of driving literally past the casino in the Catskills. New <laughs> Jersey and Pennsylvania to place a bet. Yep. I've driven out to the Nevada and now the Arizona border uh, yeah. once or twice here when you need to get those futures in. It just, you know, very rarely will I be like, oh, I need to get in on this point spread. But def- there are definitely times that a drive is worth it for a futures bet. There you go. All right, let's go to the running backs here. All this time on everything else so far in a long <laughs> quarterback talk. Let's go to the running backs because you got some great options coming up on Sunday. Obviously, there's Jonathan Taylor, MVP candidate, uh, maybe a favorite in the eyes of some, uh, certainly in the eyes of uh, Hub Arkush. It, it wouldn't be Aaron Rodgers. We know that. 23 projected points here against Jacksonville. $40. He is expensive. You got to pay up for him. Dalvin Cook. About 19 projected points against the Bears. He's 32, considerably cheaper, but again, projected for about four and a half fewer points. You have Nick Chubb, also about 18 points against the Bengals. Even less, $28. That's your your top options. You also have Antonio Gibson, Sony Michelle, guys like that that are in the mix with the top five. Who stands out to you? Jonathan Taylor. Oh, my God. Like, we're talking about a guy 
who they need to win this football game. The Colts need to win and they're in. They can still get in based on, I can't even remember all the things that would happen. I know it's like one or two losses on the back end, but I know for a fact they win, they're in the playoffs, they lose. It's going to be harder for them to get in. So like legitimately jamming in a guy at $40 with the amount of upside and security and touch and workload and so on and so forth, an MVP candidate. There are so many things that are like checked in the box. It's the best matchup you could possibly ask for here in Jacksonville. This is a run first Colts team. I I don't really see a single red flag here in this spot. They could be up three scores and they're still going to give the ball to Jonathan Taylor. That is really hard to find in this kind of a week. I'm more, um, I'm more in, in line in alignment with jamming in these kind of plays in these kind of situations, even at $40 on Yahoo uh, and around the entire industry expensive. Of course, I'm far more inclined to just take the raw points with Jonathan Taylor and find other places to, to go. It's a 13 game slate. You have 26 teams. You have a number of situations that we can, uh, that we can try to target, but less than half of them really are in like absolute must win territory like this. And to have the best back on the board be in that absolute must-win spot, it is too good to pass up. Just play a ton of Jonathan Taylor and figure out where to get different elsewhere. Okay, so where are you going to get different elsewhere? Yeah, so we've got a number of situations where you can inherit some risk. I love Rex Burkhead. And $13, does it look like a whole lot of fun to be rostering a Houston Texan uh, in a game where they're freaking 10-point dogs and they have an implied team total of, what, 16 just just over 16. It really looks brutal there. But Rex Burkhead has had 22 and 16. Well, actually 16, 22 and 16 carries. He's adding in a lot of that receiving volume. And David Johnson, like, I don't know how much they're actually going to need to, to kind of mix him into the grouping here. I know he got activated off of the COVID list. You can have some apprehension there. But my guess is that he gets a very, very light wor- workload here in this spot. Rex Burkhead has just been very serviceable here since they got rid of all the other pieces around him. Obviously, Philip Lindsay in Miami now. Rex Burkhead, I just can't believe Rex Burkhead's a thing in 2021. Yeah, well, he's been a thing like the last two weeks. He made, you know, a couple of people a ton of money against the yeah. Chargers. And the Chargers have been hemorrhaging uh, work on the ground all season long. But 22 carries for 149 and two touchdowns. I think Rex Burkhead and and also Brandon Cooks on the other side. I I, mm-hmm. I like this game simply because they're going to play Tennessee straight up. They're going to, they've, they've shown that they're going out and trying to win games here still. Uh, obviously, if Davis Mills, who's a rookie, they want to keep developing him. I think he's going to be playing straight up. Like, there's no reason that Houston's going to go out and lay an egg here. Uh, that's the other part, too. Some of these teams that are playing against teams that have something to play for, they want to leave a good impression at the end of their season. They want to play spoilers. So I like Rex Burkhead kind of as a mid-tier option there. I'm going to be definitely over uh, if the slate started now, that 12% number. So you've got some, in terms of value, Burkhead is is obviously on the list. He's actually second to uh, none other than uh, Chubba Hubba Bubba there for, uh, for Carolina <laughs> against Tampa Bay. He's projected for about 10 points, 8.7 on the value. You also have... Dara Gumbawale, who yes. you know, I don't I don't think we've mentioned him all season prior to last week anyway, but he obviously has himself an opportunity against the Colts. He's projected for about 11 points. He's 8x value. So, I mean, is it are, are there others beyond Burkhead in terms of the value that do jump out at you? Well, I hate the word tout, but I definitely touted a Gumbawale on Wednesday. I do a Wednesday ownership show. We take the first look with Lofi uh, and with Matt Kajewski, uh, both obviously very sharp in football. And, you know, they, they bring me along for the ride there. And I, 
I just kept looking at Agumba Wale like, well, if we're going to have so much interest in, in the ground game on one side here, Agumba Wale, I, it just looks like it's just such a depleted backfield. Obviously, no James Robinson, no Carlos Hyde. Uh, ATN's been out the entire season here. Reichwell Armstead has randomly shown up here too. I think you can take shots on him as well. I think one of the two is going to get a ton of work. Reichwell Armstead sat out the entire season last year, had a really bad bout with COVID. He's now back and in, in inserted there. Agumba Wale has been more of a pass catcher in the past, going back to his time randomly in, in Tampa Bay in the preseason there. But Reichwell Armstead and him, like those are going to be two guys that I could see getting quite a bit of workload. And if you want to find some cheap options, you really have to go dumpster diving there. So be on the lookout. Reichwell Armstead, definitely not somebody who's going to get touted. Uh, he's he's the min uh, absolutely everywhere. So you can you can try to take that shot. Agumba Wally at $13, though. Happy to be going his direction as well. One of them, it could be a split backfield, but one of them, I feel like if they get a majority of the carries could definitely be serviceable. Eric, this is me to the people telling you something without telling you something. With so many value options at so many different places, could you make the case between your two running back spots and your flex spot, just pay up for the top three guys. Pay up for Taylor, for Cook, for Mm -hmm. Chubb, put them all in your lineup. Cook, I'm probably going to say pump the brakes on simply because he's been battling injuries this season. The Minnesota Vikings have nothing to play for, uh, legitimately nothing. Sure, maybe they want to come out of the gate here. Kirk Cousins is starting. Maybe they want to try to put their foot down here. Minnesota is definitely, I think, the scariest situation on the board. I feel more secure with Najee Harris, David Montgomery even, um, simply because you know if they're going to run him into the ground the last two weeks when they had nothing to play for, why wouldn't they just do it again here in Wake 18? And Najee Harris being a rookie, again, it's a developmental thing. It's Ben Roethlisberger's perhaps last game, uh, question mark. We don't really know exactly what that situation looks like, but based on everything we saw last what Monday night, it's, it's looking as though uh, that is the case, and they kind of want to probably go out with a bang in that regard. Sure but, as hell can't go back to Pittsburgh anyway. Oh yeah, no shit. Jonathan Taylor, absolutely, <laughs> though. I mean, he's, he's the reason that he's the smash. Devin Singletary, I think just because of the workload he's had, um, you know, like near nearing 80% of snaps here every single time out now. I mean, it's a it's a different backfield than we've seen from Buffalo here in the past. Make sure you pay attention to the inactives. I like seeing Zach Moss inactive a lot more than I like seeing Matt Breida inactive uh, for what that's worth. Uh, but both, I think, you know, as long as you're getting one ruled out, you're in good shape. And Rashad Penny's kind of been the apple of a lot of people's eye uh, the last two weeks. But Seattle in an absolute doesn't matter game. I don't know why you would want Rashad Penny to be getting 25 touches like he got last week. The guy is just so, so injury prone. Put him in in plastic wrap. We'll, we'll get some word on a lot of these situations. Scour Twitter, scour everything that News God is putting out in the premium Discord because that is so, so important to being successful this week and pay damn attention to this Minnesota situation. I don't know what they're doing. Dalvin Cook, Adam Thielen, everybody just banged up here throughout this entire season. And Justin Jefferson, um, maybe he's somebody just, it's his sophomore season. Maybe they want to just keep uh, compiling the stats for him. Maybe he wants to be out there, but you're, you've got nothing to play for. Don't go nuts. So we'll go to the wide receivers next, but first it is the last day folks to take advantage of our new year's promos. Okay. If you haven't heard about these, get this and write them down, take advantage because you want to for only $20, you can get full access to all the awesome old plus tools, all of them just for 20 bucks and data, all of it that is available to you that we've been reciting over the course of the show. And you get it for 22 days using the promo code 2022 that's 2022 all right if you're looking to take down slates all year long even better how about this promo code 
HAPPY22 for 20% off a year of Osmo Plus Platinum. These are two great deals. They are available for you. Access to everything that you need, player projections, ownership projections, uh, lineup builder, boom bust tool, fantasy cruncher, so much more. The offer ends today. It ends just a minute before midnight central time because central time doesn't get nearly enough credit. So we're letting <laughs> central time have its due a minute before midnight central time tonight is when this offer expires to so get locked in before it's too late. Again, the promo code is 2022 for 22 days. Happy 22 for a full year of Osmo plus platinum. Visit Osmo.com slash promos, or of course, follow the links in the description below to activate. I love that so much. Uh, everybody, make sure you set your sundials accordingly. <laughs> Central time. So, no, <laughs> these Eastern time idiots, they've had too much. They've yeah, had see, too Greg much. Greg Ehrenberg, I do four or five shows. We do NBA Lock every single night together, Greg Ehrenberg and I, and he makes fun of me every single time that I drop a Pacific time into something. He's like, <laughs> what a make-believe place you live in. Ooh, imaginary land out there in California. Shut up, Tyler Zander. I see him shaking his head. You literally unblack your screen just to chime in and and dig on california i love you wow uh, but you know i look i i don't think i would want to live out there from the standpoint of of uh you know have like i i, I don't know i i guess i'm just growing up and, and spending most of my life on the east coast i mm -hmm. I'm, I'm used to all that is like east coast prime time and all that but man <laughs> there's something to be said for like watching monday night football and then going out for dinner how about waking up and having football on immediately on Saturday morning. It's just 9 a.m. You get out of bed. Oh, what's on? Oh, Ohio State. You got to get up that much fun. earlier to do your lineups, though. Yeah, I know. But I mean, it depends. Uh, again, you get to go have dinner. Literally, I get to go out. I'm, I'm going out with uh, Leslie and Jordan. We're going to go get sushi tonight. Right. I get to play a full slate of NBA and be done at seven. Like, that's fantastic. And then we just go to dinner and hang out. I, I don't have to look at it. You pay. Yeah, I think so. That's the problem with, you know, having a good week. Yeah. Disaster. Uh, it, it, everyone started the leeches. They start crawling out. <laughs> World's smallest violin right here. Yeah, exactly. All right. Let's talk about the wide receivers here. Uh, Cooper Cup, obviously, is he has done Cooper Cup things all season long. It's why he is at the top of the board among the wideouts. It's why he's the most expensive guy on Yahoo this week at $41. He's projected for about 18 and a half points for his uh, Rams against the Niners. They are, uh, you know, he's, he's pretty comfortably ahead of the likes of Justin Jefferson, who's about 17 projected points against the Bears. He's $34, so obviously a lot cheaper than that. Obviously, there's Tyree Kill on Saturday, so you don't worry about him. Stephon Diggs, you mentioned earlier, $27, just waiting for him to absolutely go off. He is projected for 15 points in that Bills game against the Jets. So is it, uh, I don't know. I mean, like I said, if you're going to say pay up at running back like crazy, you know, put in three out of the top four guys that are available to you means you're probably not rostering a Cooper cup this week. So are you paying up? Are you going to save elsewhere? What are you doing? Oh, I'm playing Cooper cup. Yeah. I Jonathan Taylor and Cooper cup. I'll tell you right now are going to be my top two highest owned players. And it's not remotely close. Um, I know that they'll probably be the field's favorite, but on Yahoo, you still have $17 per player. You get a piece of value like Huntley in there. As long as I'm not going completely nuts, there's going to be value like there just is, but those are the two best skill position players at their individual spots. The raw points matter so much and I'll let the field try to get different elsewhere. These are the weeks that I'm the most successful because you can just jam in these guys almost hundred percent like Jonathan Taylor and Cooper cup and barring injury. 
it is almost impossible for them not to outperform a number of the other shots that people are taking. Devontae Adams, probably only playing a half. Justin Jefferson, tons of question marks, and yet somehow, somehow more popular than Cooper Cup. Don't don't even talk to me about that. I, I don't even know what to tell you. A.J. Brown, probably the guy that I'd be the most worried about not having exposure to on the top end, $29 for him. But if Kansas City wins, or sorry, if Kansas City loses, they don't have anything to play for. So you just keep an eye on the news there. Mike Evans, completely banged out, decimated spot. He was on a pitch count against the Jets. I can't imagine that they're going to want to go into the playoffs and not have Mike Evans 100% against Carolina. They should be able to be serviceable regardless. Uh, Mike Evans, though, you can still definitely take shots on. But at the top of the board here, Jamar Chase with Brandon Allen throwing him the football, no thanks. Uh, it's just so obvious to me, just so obvious to jamming Cup and Taylor in as many lineups as you humanly possibly feel comfortable with. And that is not going to change between now and Sunday. What about when you go down to uh, obviously nobody is in, in Cooper Cup's tier. So it's, it's pretty easy to go below. But honestly, there aren't even too many guys in the 30s. You know, you have Justin mm-hmm. Jefferson. Devontae Adams is not a, a great play this week for the reasons we talked about earlier concerning Aaron Rodgers. So you've got, you know, again, there's there's digs, there's. Uh, A.J. Brown, Debo Samuel, uh, even these are just guys that are largely in the 20s into the early 30s, like like a Samuel, for instance, Um, Keenan Allen, D.K. Metcalf. You know, it's even before you get into some of the real, (laughs) excuse me, value that's available to you in the teens. So who jumps out kind of, you know, middle end for you? Uh, Middle end terms of uh, ownership and and price here, uh, he's a little bit cheaper and he's just a guy I'm going to roster a ton of, I think, Christian Kirk. Uh, I don't really know what else to say. The guy's been the number one in the absence of DeAndre Hopkins, 12, nine and nine targets here the last three weeks. I love that the last two weeks he's seen this type of volume and they've, uh, and then he hasn't gotten in the box because I think it suppresses his ownership. Whereas if he had scored another touchdown, either one of those two weeks, you'd be looking at a 20, 25% owned uh, $17 play here. Again, I've got to find some savings. He's probably though, my favorite piece in that, in that middle uh, tier of ownership right now. Um, currently coming in around 15%. He is just such a smash. Uh, 27 point total at home against Seattle in a game that I believe uh, getting exactly with, they can win the NFC West. Uh, they can still kind of make that happen, uh, but they could get to the two or three seed. They cannot finish worse than fifth. So these are the important things to pay attention to. And Christian Kirk, he's going to be on the field an absolute ton here. Wesley's been playing quite well as well on the left side of the field, but it's very concentrated that target share. Zach Ertz, we can definitely take shots on, but this is an Arizona team that gets back. Uh, I, I don't know if he's going to get activated, but J.J. Watt uh, on the other defensive side, that could be a little bit of a, a boost for their morale, but uh, Arizona, that was a huge win against Dallas. Definitely have some momentum coming into this week. I really, really think he's probably the best piece of quote-unquote value on the board this week. Liquid Dream says, uh, I don't know whether to play this week. There's so many extra variables. And then cut to me Sunday morning, throwing money into contests. It's true. <laughs> I mean, look, we, we all we all want to have that uh, have that sweat, you know, clearly. But from uh, what is your, you know, sort of breaking away from what we're doing, obviously, and we'll get back to it and talk some more value wide receivers. But do you have like an, an, an overarching approach to week 18 when you have not just the the COVID variables we've been dealing with all year, but the extra variables of guys uh, or, or teams not necessarily uh, playing for as much, sitting guys in the mm-hmm. second half, you know, blowouts are, are taken a different way. Just the overall importance of games changes quite a bit here as we get to this point in the year. 
Yeah. So I, I would say the number one thing is pay attention to news. Like news is always important. Um, we can always, though, kind of know who's going to be active and inactive, but we're talking how many snaps a guy could be on in the last game of a meaningless game. Uh, you could find an unowned piece of value that direction because if the starter isn't playing, somebody else has to be on the field as a result. Um, you know, Jamar Chase, if he ends up playing here, you know, he could end up playing in a quarter. Well, Tyler Boyd for three quarters without Jamar Chase becomes a much more appealing type play, even with Brandon Allen at quarterback for Cincinnati. Stuff like that, where you can have a piece of news and one person might interpret it one way, but I'm looking at it a different way because it can directly affect the backups, the guys who might not be getting all the traction. Now, everybody, everybody is going to know the clear cut situations of if you win, you get in. Like that's, that's kind of the situation with Jonathan Taylor. I just take an overweight approach to a lot of those guys who are the, the, the key skill position players like Jonathan Taylor. You don't have to be perfect this week too. That's probably the other major takeaway. Normally you have to be perfect when every single player is going to be playing, you know, 70, 80% of snaps at the running back position, the popular chalky plays and at wide receiver, you need to be perfect with a lot of the top tier options, whether Debo Samuel rushes for two touchdowns. And, you know, you have Jamar Chase go for 50, like he had last week, you have to be almost perfect in a massive field tournament this or on those weeks. This week, you don't. This week, there are going to be spots that are just unowned. And if you guess right, you might have a completely unowned piece that takes you to the top of the leaderboard. And that can be enough to overcome, you know, just 15 by Cooper Cup or just 12 by Jonathan Taylor. Now, if they go for single digits, you're probably dead. And, you know, everything I've said is just ridiculous. But for the most part, I find that very improbable. The projections speak to how improbable that would be. So I jam in those pieces and I find a lot of pieces of news that I think one uh, that might open up some extra extra value that is just going to be unowned. So like a guy like Christian Kirk, yeah, he's in a secure spot and he's the best piece of value on the board, but you might be able to find somebody uh, in a game that doesn't matter, a Terry McLaurin at $20, where he's at 6%. Well, <laughs> that makes it very appealing to go to a guy who's shown upside here in the past, isn't a quote unquote meaningless game, but it's just going to be underrepresented. Wide receiver value, you talked about some of this already, but DJ Moore, who is uh, perennially at the top because he's just regularly so cheap, he's projected for about 14 points against the Bucks. 9x value, even a little bit better than that. His teammate Robbie Anderson's right there in the mix as well. Uh, Ray Ray McLeod, it's one of my favorite <laughs> names in the entire NFL, going against Baltimore. He is a flat minimum, $10, projected for about nine points. Who stands out most to you? Yeah, Ray Ray McLeod was like extremely involved beyond belief here on that primetime game. I get worried about playing guys after they kind of show out a little bit in, in a primetime game, or at least when they're a talking point of the primetime game. But he's now played 63 and 65% of the offensive snaps here. And the major piece of news that catapults him to the top is Deontay Johnson on the COVID list. So, mm -hmm. uh, so long as Deontay Johnson is not playing, and I just never know how the rules work anymore, so I'm not even going to try. You just have to pay attention. And if Deontay Johnson is not, not active, like I expect him not to be, Ray Ray McLeod is probably the guy who jumps in and, and becomes the number one target here. Chase Claypool has really not seen this, the amount of uh, a target volume or effective target volume that you really want. Nine targets for three catches, six for four. Uh, we all know that Minnesota game, nine for eight. That's definitely been his best game in a, a long while, actually, since October 10th, where he actually had a decent enough game against Denver. But Chase Claypool has been disappointing here. Ray Ray McLeod would just be such an easy source of value. Ben Roethlisberger is going to go out chucking. Like, I can't imagine 
that a guy who is pretty much a lock for the Hall of Fame here at this point in time isn't going to go out in his last game and, and possibly just throw it around 40, 50 times here in a meaningless spot. This, this is the Kobe This is the Kobe Bryant farewell game for, is, for Big Ben where he just passes the ball 50 times like Kobe took 60 shots or whatever. Yeah, and I mean, it makes Najee Harris very appealing, a, a guy who's been a, a nice pass catching back here uh, throughout this season. But Ray Murray McLeod, just a easy plug and play at $10 in the Kobe Bryant game. I love that analogy for it. It <laughs> should be interesting. All right, tight ends. We've got you for about 10 more minutes. So if anybody has any questions, YouTube, Twitter, find us, obviously, and uh, <laughs> hit us up. We're uh, we're happy to respond. So uh, George Kittle, he's at the top here in terms of the projections, 26 points, uh, $26, pardon me. He is projected for about half that number of points, 13. Zach Ertz, obviously, with uh, Travis Kelsey in prime time, about a dozen points going against Seattle. You can't kill Zach Ertz, man, just resurgent with Arizona since that trade, $20. And uh, you mentioned him before, Rob Gronkowski, 21 bucks against Carolina, about a dozen projected points. Who do you like best? I mean, Zach Ertz makes a lot of sense. 24%, he's going to be popular, but Arizona Highly needs to win. Down. What was that? Highly rostered, for sure. Highly rostered. Rostered mucho, like lots of it. Zach Ertz, just too cheap, $20 for that amount of target share. Really hard to get away from, 9, 13, 11. Again, I'm looking for certain opportunities down here to get in the red zone and make it happen. They've got a 27 total going up against Seattle. They must win in to, to kind of bolster some of that seeding. Really makes sense to to roster some Zacherts, but as I said before, my guy is going to be Rob Gronkowski this week. Uh, I think those incentives matter. I think having Tom Brady as your quarterback matters. I think having a game that matters matters. So Rob Gronkowski at twenty one dollars, I'm going to prioritize a little bit more. Yeah, it's a slight dip in rostership there, four percent, four point four percent. But I'm happy to side a little bit more with Gronk. Um, I do find it surprising they have a sub 25 total, but I guess that shouldn't be too surprising in the absence of a slot receiver like Chris Godwin, who is phenomenal. But uh, everybody else, it seems like, is getting healthier here on this team. Of course, no running back that exists. That'll be a real fun situation to try to navigate. And I, I didn't tout anything from there because I don't even know how to begin talking about the running back spot here for Tampa Bay. But Mark Andrews, uh, we've seen him have some massive games here of late year as well. $30. He has an opportunity to beat the the tight end record held by, you know, I know that it's been back and forth between Kelsey and Kittle here for a long time, but he 141 receiving yards. He's had some definite rapport with Huntley. I think Huntley to Andrews is going to be a popular stack, but rightfully so. $30. Um, I, I think he's going to still be on the field quite a bit. I think they probably go for that record here in a spot where they need a lot of dominoes to fall and, You know, some people would be like, oh, well, you can't say that. They need to try to win the game. Well, their best way to win this football game is just force feed Mark Andrews the football 15 times here against Pittsburgh. So I'm looking forward to rostering a bunch of Huntley to Andrews, and I think you should be too. The value here is interesting. John Bates against the Giants at the top here. Uh, He is, again, 10 bucks flat minimum projected for about seven and a half points. Tyler Conklin going against the Bears. He is uh, projected for about eight points, about 7x value. Kyle Pitts, who has kind of hit that rookie wall, obviously, which is why he's in the value department. He is projected Mm -hmm. for about 11 points. He is uh, 6x value projected right now. So uh, in terms of the value after that top tier that we talked about, who do you like best? Yeah, seeing John Bates sub 2% is really surprising. I love that play. Uh, I think that with Ricky Seals Jones sidelined with the concussion at the moment, he's going to be out there for pretty much every single snap. 
again, a meaningless football game, but these guys are playing for contracts and John Bates has shown some upside here. Even the last two weeks, like when I say upside, we're talking like five or 11 uh, yeah, points here, but he's at the, side. he's at $10. Whenever I roster somebody down there and I say this quite frequently about tight end, I'm basically just hoping the top end doesn't go nuts. And I think that as much as I do like Mark Andrews, I expect his popularity to go up simply because with Huntley, that stack price goes down. Lamar Jackson would have been more expensive to fit along the likes of Cup and Taylor. I don't think you could have done it, but now I think there's a path to being able to do it. And when people do, if Mark Andrews goes for six or eight or 10, you are bypassing a ton of the field by punting all the way down to 10, jamming in the the top tier players, even Debo Samuel, who I didn't touch on at the wide receiver position. I think he's a staple of lineups at $32 in a game that San Francisco wants to win as well. So I'm looking at him and, and that leads me into George Kittle as well. If George Kittle can kind of uh, go back to some of that week 13, week four goodness, we could be looking at, at some massive eruptions here from George Kittle. But in the event that none of them go nuts, that value that you're playing on the bottom end with John Bates, I think makes a lot of sense on a week 18 slate where you want to pay up for Jonathan Taylor. You want to pay up for Cooper Cup. John Bates is a great way to do it. I like this question from Steve here it says, uh, is your strategy any different playing on Yahoo than other DFS sites because of the pricing scheme? Yeah, so uh, for for Yahoo, you have a floor of $10. I think about it quite a bit for NBA when I'm playing over there, but it, it applies, I think, to Yahoo as well. Look at the entire cap. So when you, when you just look at the blank cap, you have $200 of a budget for this. You have $200 for NBA. $10 is your floor. That's a 5% number. Whereas mm-hmm. you go over to, to DraftKings and you, you look at the cap there, usually $50,000. Yep. You have $3,000 for, for the floor. So the floor is actually a little bit lower getting to like a $10 here. It's 5% of your cap. And so when I'm building lineups over there, I'm always keeping that relative. But because Yahoo does such a great job of pricing up their studs, it becomes a lot more inherent to fade them at the top. But the reason that I'm talking about it different is because there's such a point security that I get with Jonathan Taylor and Cooper Cup on this week that I'm willing to put over 40% of my budget to work on the raw points. And there's enough players. We've talked about John Bates, Ray Ray McLeod. Guys like that are going to be available in bulk and not just them. Guys who are going to be 1%, 2% that are $10 who are in play that I don't even know who they are until we know exactly what teams are playing for. We're going to see some weird inactives. We're going to see a lot of weird stuff come Sunday. And it's being able to roll with the punches in this. So for me, lineup construction on Yahoo and the reason that it's so fun to play is it's very straightforward. Well, $41, you don't have to be thinking about multiples of, you know, 3,500 and then comparing it to FanDuel. You have a very straightforward structure, $10, 5% of your cap. I can play that and, and know that I can jam in some top tier uh, guys with it. But generally, you have to pay for nice, shiny things on Yahoo in a way that you don't always have to on the other sites. In a couple minutes we have left, let's go to the DSTs, the Buccaneers. We've talked a lot about Tampa. They've got Carolina projected for about 11 points. Pretty good for that uh, DST spot, obviously. $21, though. Got to pay up for the privilege. Bill's right behind them going against those lousy Jets. About uh, 10 projected points, $19. Then everyone else sort of filters down to the 8 and 7 and 6, that type of thing. These are the clear-cut two best plays in terms of DSTs, but again, expensive. What's your approach? 
Yeah, so I, I think it makes a lot of sense that the Bills in a must-win game against a lowly Jets team is going to be the most popular defense. I think it makes a lot of sense that Washington going up against Glennon and company here in the Giants, they are abysmal, and apparently they don't even want to throw the football anymore. So uh, that makes it tough. I would say because of that purpose, I mean, last week we saw them just run the ball and be content not winning a football game last week for, for the Giants. So Washington football team, Maybe a stay away because they don't drop back enough to really get those sacks. You want quarterbacks dropping back. You want the opportunity to have a slate winning performance because some team is going to be in an environment where there's a pick six or something and you need uh, a couple more dropbacks. It's really hard to predict a scoop and score, but dropbacks are a little bit more indicative. So Washington football team at 21%, I'm shying away from. Browns make a lot of sense against Brandon Allen now that he's the starter there, but they're at $13. I think they make a great source of savings. And Baltimore against Pittsburgh, you know, it's been sitting duck syndrome here for Ben Roethlisberger this entire season. But Baltimore's defense just hasn't been that good, but you're getting $11. They're probably the best near the floor. The team I'm paying the most attention to mm-hmm. leading up to this slate is going to be Houston. I think playing Houston at like $13 might be 0.1%. And that's what we're predicting them for. If Kansas City loses, again, this is like what, a 25% outcome here from Saturday uh, based on the spread or like a 20% outcome. The Texans at $13 could be facing Tennessee, resting everybody. I would want to get to a ton of Texans at $13. Now, again, that's an unlikely scenario, but I'm keeping that in the back of my mind, mainly because you're looking at a sub 1% Houston team and I will say they've played a lot better in recent weeks. They held San Francisco, quote unquote, held them to 23 points last week. They ended up winning uh, the back-to-back games against the Chargers in Jacksonville. Seattle, they got pummeled and in, in Indianapolis as well. But there's there's been some upside there. And if you get, you know, no Ryan Tannehill there in Tennessee, you're talking about some really, really brutal options. Logan Woodside. Just think of that name. Just play anybody who's going up against a guy named Logan Woodside. <laughs> I can't. I can't think of anyone. Yeah, that's it. Just is what it is. I just want to play Ray Ray McLeod, just so I can say I played Ray Ray. <laughs> Ray Ray. It's a Ray fun Ray. thing to say. Ray Ray. Yes, yes. Everybody, I saw everybody should have a friend named Ray Ray. Yeah, and I, I might. Hey, we're gonna go hang over at Ray Ray's place. And Ray not Ray. a buddy named Ray who you call Ray Ray. A guy named Ray Ray. But McLeod is a pretty sick last name to kind of have yeah. in conjunction with it, like strong fit. Ray Ray McLeod. I like it. I like it a lot. And not only that, he's Ray Ray McLeod the third. Yeah. I mean, it's, he just keeps on adding. (laughs) I I, I was going to say Tyler's jumping in the chat. Why are you freaking out? I have a friend named day day. No, you don't. No, you don't. (laughs) He says he does made up. I, I trust him. Tyler would never lie to us. Right. Or something like that. Something like that. I would say uh, we're, it, it seems time to go, but here's, here's the thing that I mean, it's week 18. I don't know if we're, we're going to be back together this time next week talking about uh, playoff football, but I hope we are. So stay tuned, obviously, if uh, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll see if the Yahoo NFL Sunday show comes back at you this time next week. What I can tell you is coming up in just a few minutes, you will have the NFL strategy show for the Saturday matchups from two to three Eastern, not central Eastern time. Lafayette <laughs> and Neil will be together for that. Then at 4.30 to about 5, the Know House Advantage NBA Strategy Show. That'll be Aton and Terry. Uh, Josh and Adam will be together at 5 for the NBA Deeper Dive. And then you will be coming back with Greg, NBA Live Before Lock. At 6 o'clock tonight, we got a uh, a nine-game slate in the NBA. So, obviously, some 
interesting guys ruled in, ruled out, all of that, you know, to be uh, discussed a little bit later on starting at five o'clock. So hang here, uh, be with us on the Yahoo or rather the uh, the Osmo YouTube page for that. Our thanks to Tyler Zander, who's going to the movies later, Eric Lindquist, who's getting sushi later. And I am Adam Kaufman. I'm I'm not leaving my basement. All right. We'll see you guys <laughs> later. on. Bye bye. Have a great weekend. See you guys.